the coronavirus, fear, anxiety, panic, and total chaos, and how to rediscover your God-given superpower. This is the Empower Good Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is your host, Joel Mutre. Welcome to season two of the Empower Good Podcast. It has been a while, a long while, over a year and a half. You know, the reason it took that long to get back is a whole nother episode, but I want to start off this season with a bang. I have a powerful message for you today. I'm excited because I've learned so much. But to summarize my experience, my life in the last year and a half since our last episode, it has been a time and a season of growth. And I want to share with you today one of the number one lessons that I have learned, and it couldn't be more applicable to the times that we are living in, especially with the coronavirus and the fear and the anxiety that is prevailing our society today. All the negative speech, the hatred, the blaming, um, and just the complete, utter uh, confusion that is happening in our society today. Um, I want to welcome you back. I am very happy and I've learned so much and I cannot wait to share you. But the reason I'm back is because I could not keep silent any longer. I've learned and I've relearned that I was gifted a gift of communication, that I have things to say, that my voice, excuse me, my voice matters and that the world needs to hear the things that I'm learning. Because think about it, the reason I learn things, and this applies to you as well, the reason you learn things is not just for yourself. If you learn how to do a certain skill, if you learn a lesson in life, how to overcome, how to have more faith, a new concept or a view of God that you've never knew before, that is not just for yourself. God taught you that. Life taught you that so that you could share it with others. And that's what Empower Good is all about. It's about learning and sharing. It's selfless improvement. In other words, it's not just self-improvement. It's selfless improvement because our greatest duty to God and man is self-development. God created us with purpose, with talent, with a mind to think, and God has then called us to use that mind, that body, that energy, our life that we are given to help those in need. And that's what a power good is all about. So let's get on to today's message. I'm actually going to be uh, reading you a quote. We're going to be dissecting a quote from a very, very powerful book. It's called Mind, Character, and Personality, Volume 2. It's a nice book. It's it's actually two volumes, so I'm reading from page 423. And that might seem a little intimidating, uh, but it's all right. It's a compilation. So there's just really a ton of golden nuggets in this book on mind, the mind, the character, and the personality. And the chapter that I'm going to be reading from today is actually called uh, individuality. And that is a, a concept that I have been learning so much about. And it actually goes right into our message, or not a message, our topic today. And that is discovering your God-given superpower. And you might be thinking to yourself, what in the world, my God-given superpower? We don't believe in that, or I don't believe in that. That's not real. Spider-Man, Batman, uh, the Green Lantern, uh, Fantastic Four, those, those are just fictional characters. Hercules and all these mythical characters, those are not real. There's no such thing as superhuman powers. Well, however, I would beg to differ. Um, let me just start right now by reading the, the paragraph or the section title is called Individuality, a Power. And uh, there I gave it away. It says, every human being created in the image of God is endowed with a power 
akin or like unto, that's an old word for like unto, uh, to that of their creator. In other words, if you are a human, are there any humans out there? Yeah, you're a human, right? If you are created in the image of God, absolutely. According to the Bible, we all, every human being created, uh, put on this, on this planet, was created in the image of God. It says, is endowed or gifted a power. I like to call it a superpower, right? A power like their creator. In other words, one of the ways, I've always asked, like, what does it mean that we were created in the image of God? Well, one of the ways is that we were given a power like our creator. So what is it that our creator does? What is that God, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, what is it that they can do that we also can do that is so powerful, that is almost like a superpower, that, gets, that, that, that causes us to stand out from the rest of creation, from the animals and the plants, uh, etc., and, and nature itself? What is it that sets us as humans apart? And that is, it says here, individuality, power to think, and to do. You might be saying, what? Like, what's so deep about that? What's so powerful about that? You see, the thing is, animals, they can think and they can they can do things, but they're more driven by impulse and by nature instinct alone. However, humans have individuality. We are individuals. We were created as autonomous beings to be able to function in and of ourselves. And of course, we find our source of being and life and breath of life from God himself. However, it says here that, that, that our God-given power is individuality, the power to think and to do. You see, the thing is, in our world today, um, I believe that the reason our world is degenerating at this rapid pace is because of sin. Sin came into this world, and ever since then, things have gotten dark and dim, uh, continually degrading and getting worse. You see, evolution says, evolution says that we started off as little mollusks and uh, bacterium, et cetera, and we're continually developing, getting better and better and better and greater and greater and greater. But that is not the biblical narrative. The biblical narrative speaks of a time when everything was perfect. God created the heavens and the earth, and he said it was good. He rested on the seventh day, and it was good, very good. But unfortunately, because, because of sin, there is a degeneration a uh, falling apart, a crumbling of the mind, the body, the spirit, and this planet. What is the need? What is the point of a savior if we are continually getting better on our own? If we're, if it's survival the, the fittest and we're just continually evolving into better beings on our own, what is the point of a savior? And, and the reason that's so important is because God is in the business of the complete restoration of humanity. And what does that look like? Is it just the restoration of physical health to the original, strong, beautiful stature of Adam and Eve? Is it just the spiritual restoration? In other words, the forgiveness of sin and the uh, creating of a holy nature that is unfallen so that we do not sin anymore? Is it just that? I beg to differ because this quote says here that men, the men in whom this power is developed are men who bear responsibilities, who are leaders in enterprise, and who influence character. In other words, it says here that this power is developed. What it's saying here is that this God-given power of individuality, power to think and to do, to solve problems, to use their mind to create things, and to help other people to develop and to grow, to be self-aware, that mind needs to be developed. In other words, it also was 
degenerated. It has fallen apart. It's crumbled. It's gotten weaker over time. That is what God intends. He wants to restore your mind. You might feel like you're going crazy right now with this coronavirus. You can't see your friends. You know, you never spend so much time on Zoom, right? Even Zoom church. You've been watching church uh, remotely. Uh, you can't shake people's hands. They're friends that I can't even spend time with uh, that I that I normally spend with weekly. I haven't seen them in weeks. It's like they're gone on a trip or they've been exiled to an island because I, I just communicate with them via text. We're going crazy. The economy is going down. The, 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 all these different things and people are just so anxious. But what can we do? This is an opportunity for you and I to rely on the mighty hand of God as a, as a power to change in our, in our lives and to restore and to learn to think. What's so important about learning to think? You see, why is it, why is it that thinking is a superhuman power? That is because in any situation, in any situation, whether it's good or bad or whatnot, later on in, in another book that this quote is also mentioned, it talks about how, how we, we are supposed to be masters of circumstances, masters of any situation that comes our way. You see, the thing is the world might be falling apart, but instead of sitting back and not working or not doing anything, we could be proactive. We can use our minds to think. I want to be a person of thought. I want to be a person who can think and solve problems. And see, the thing is that is the gift that God gave us. However, it needs to be developed. You see, the undeveloped mind will just be in total fear and total anxiety, total depression, total despair. However, let us not focus on the things that we cannot control. Let us focus on the things we can control. I was at work the other day, and uh, many of us were getting uh, just very overwhelmed with all the calls about the coronavirus, all the different medications that need to be refilled, and all the people that needed to come in and get tested. We have to put on PPE. I work as a medical assistant, by the way. And, and we were getting so overwhelmed, and many of us were freaking out. And then one of the doctors came in, and he was just like, all right, guys, what is it that we can do? What is it that we can, okay, can you do this? You do this, you do this. And then all of a sudden, after we took a moment to stop and think, we were able to get clarity on the situation and we move forward. That's what it says right here, that men in whom this power, men and women in whom this power to think and to do is developed. They will be men and women of responsibility, people who can do things, who can make things happen when it needs to happen, and not just do things when it's motivating or it's fun or exciting, but can make things happen. Whenever the situation comes, be a master of circumstances. Men who are leaders in enterprise, you might think to yourself, I am not a leader of an enterprise. I don't, I'm not in charge of an institution. I don't own a company, etc. But you know what? Let's look it up right now. What does the word enterprise mean? mean. I'm going to open up Google Enterprise. Okay, and here we go. Here is the definition that is popping up on Google. It says, a project or an undertaking, typically one that is difficult or requires effort. Do you undertake any projects? Do you have an undertaking? I mean, anything from finishing a college paper to, you know, the undertaking of cleaning a house or remodeling a house or in this case, dealing with having your kids at home or, you know, having being quarantined, et cetera, any kind of project. It says that those who exercise and have this, this power of thought, in other words, we don't have to be victims. That is really the key. We don't have to be victims because 
the gospel is all about empowering you to regain the superpower of thought, you don't have to be a victim. You don't have to be a victim to circumstances, situations, emotions. It can be trained. You can learn to be in charge of your mind, to be in charge of your your thoughts, and of course, receiving help from the Holy Spirit. But it says that you're going to be a leader in enterprise. In other words, you can make things happen. When the world is discouraged, when the world is anxious, when the world is fearful, you can be a message of hope and encouragement. You can exercise your God-given superpower to grow it and to use it to be a light to those who are just paralyzed in these times that we're living in. A leader of enterprise, making things happen. You know, I like the joke. I had a friend uh, who just was a go-getter, man. He just did a, he just, he just literally worked hard all the time. And, uh, you know how companies say, you know, established, uh, 1955 or whatever. I think he was born in, uh, uh, 1979 or something. So I was like, Hey, we should get a t-shirt for him that says getting things done since 1979 or established 1979. Obviously he wasn't getting things done from the day he was born, but it was just funny because he was a go-getter. He made things happen. You see, the thing is, as Christians, as people who believe in an almighty, powerful God, God is in the business of restoring humanity to its original abilities. And Adam, boy, was he smart. He was able to use his mind to cultivate and to, and to have dominion of the earth. And that's what God has called us to do as well, to be lights on a hill, to spread hope instead of discouragement, anxiety, and fear. And it says right here, the last one, and who influence character. You see, those who have their minds intact, those who exercise, who ask God, Lord, please give me wisdom, help me to stop and think, to not let emotion and circumstance get, they can influence character. You see, the thing is, we all are influencers, whether we like it or not. Today, we think of influencers as people who are online, people who, um, you know, who have an online presence, we call them social media influencers. Uh, They have their personal brand and they do different things. You see, the thing is, no matter if you want to or not, you are an influencer, uh, whether for good or for bad. There's no neutral ground. And it says here that those who are have the, to exercise the power to think and to do are going to be influences of character for the positive. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you have impact, that you impact other people uh, for the positive? Um, that's what I want to do. And that's why I couldn't keep quiet any longer. I have been learning so many different things and so many different thoughts in the world. And one thing that I have been learning, one of my most powerful tools in my toolbox that I've been learning, by the way, I've been, I I struggle with some things that just to go back to why I've been out for a year and a half. Um, I've been struggling with some anxiety, depression, went through a major loss in a relationship, different things like that. Um, had some dysfunction at home and, and I've been learning so much. And one of my number one tools that I've been learning in therapy, for example, has been the ability to think that I have the ability to think and I can control my thoughts. I can control my emotions. And with that, my life is changing. My life is just becoming so much more amazing. Is, am I out of the woods? No, but I have the tools. I'm gaining the tools. I am understanding what I can do, and that is the God-given power of thought, the ability to think and to do. You see, the thing is, you are truly free if you are in control of your thoughts. If you are in control of your thoughts, you are truly free. And I wanted to leave you with this today. The world is seemingly falling apart. The economy is seemingly falling apart. You might know people or yourself who do not have a job. But the thing is, you can sit down and think. 
and say, hey, maybe I should go work for a hospital. Maybe I should go work for Walmart. You might say, well, that's above. I don't want to do that. I would never work there. Well, you know, that's pride. There's things that you can do. I went and I've, I've, been, I've been working out of somebody's house. They have a ton of yard work they need done. And I've been doing that. I've been working hard on the side because of these economic times. My job is there's, there's less. I went home early the other day because of lack of patience. What did I do? I went and I went and I worked at someone else's yard to make up for the difference in the money. And so I say all this because the number one tool that God has given you is your mind. It's your number one asset. I remember I was an EMT for a while and you know, a lot of people uh, in the, you know, a lot of people drink caffeine, especially in shifts uh, and jobs where you do night shifts like an EMT and medical emergency response. And uh, they asked me, why don't you drink caffeine? And you know, I used to say, hey, um, I used to say, hey, it's because uh, the Bible says so, uh, that you know, when take care of your bodies. And it's true. Our bodies are the temple of the Holy, Holy Ghost and God created them. You know, I don't want to defile the temple as it were. But I was able to give them a much better answer uh, that appealed to their hearts. And I said, my mind is my greatest asset. Why would I do anything to compromise that mind? Jesus on the cross, he himself was about, he was trying to do some epic, epic work uh, to save the world. And they offered him uh, wine mixed with vinegar. And he's like, no, I don't want it. So that he could have a clear mind. He didn't want anything messing with his mind. Why? Because it was his greatest asset for good. And your mind is your greatest asset for good. You cannot control everything around you. However, with the Holy Spirit's power, you can control your mind. With that said, I just want to thank you so much for listening. I want to leave you with a powerful verse from Psalms 139 verse 14. It says, I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works and that my soul knows very well. Do you know that you were made in a marvelous way, that you're valuable and that you are an asset in God's hands to be a blessing to humanity? You have a special mission that God created you for and, and, and really God and the purpose of the gospel is the restoration of humanity into its original, beautiful, amazing state. And that's not just in heaven. We're not going to live a, just to live a miserable, the gospel is not just about living a miserable life here on earth and then being gloriously transformed when we get to heaven. Jesus came to give us life and to give us life more abundant. And that is what the Empower Good podcast is all about, is helping you, empowering you, inspiring you, encouraging you to live that life more abundant now, not just for your own happiness, but for others. Our first duty to God and man is self-development. We like to say here on the podcast, selfless development. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Empower Good Podcast. I am truly honored. Remember, until next time, share this episode with somebody who you know needs the encouragement. God bless you, and remember to empower good.